Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Top of the hour, May 18, 2021. Our little show called Fantasy Sports Today is here on Sports Grid every day, noon to 2 Eastern. We're going to preview a little best ball with the Cincinnati Bengals for those of you getting ready for some fantasy football early drafts. I know Davis is hot and heavy on those. And of course, tonight, it all begins the 2021 NBA playoffs. Looking forward to watching that tonight. That's where we'll start with our headlines here on the show. NBA Eastern Conference games are tonight. Of course, Washington and Boston is the late game, but hey, Charlotte, Indiana may be a better game than any of the four games. They will tip. That will be the first game to tip off tonight, so we'll keep an eye on those and recap them for you here tomorrow. 14 games in action tonight in Major League Baseball. First place, by the way, up in the American League West for grabs. A's and Astros throughout the first pitch later tonight, and also three game twos on the ice in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We got the Islanders against the Pittsburgh Penguins. In my backyard, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Florida Panthers. And then we have the Minnesota Wild against the Vegas Golden Knights. And Davis, I know that you caught some of the action yesterday, but you are a casual Stanley Cup watching fan. Am I am I correct in that? You'll watch your team, and then that's – is that a wrap? That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, very casual. I mean, look, you, you just have only so many hours in a day, only so many wicks on the candle of your life to burn – and, uh, you know, my, I, I think hockey is a great sport. I think the, you know, a lot of the strategy and everything is, is super fascinating. It's actually very similar to soccer kind of in, in the strategy and the value of a shot, the value of, of holding possession and everything. But it's just one of the sports that I cannot give 100% full attention to. So pretty much every year what happens for me is I will loosely follow Colorado during the regular season and then I will tune in to the playoffs and the last couple of years it's been nice because Colorado has been really good and I live in St. Louis so I've been able to go to some of these playoff games I've been able to uh, you know I, I they had fans uh, at the game last night I believe the Enterprise Center here uh, is going to have fans in the stands for one of these Colorado games so I might uh, you know fingers crossed I might be able to go to one of these playoff games I, I gotta I gotta ask one of my I got to ask one of my buddies who uh, works in the sports industry if they can hook me up with some tickets. But uh, that would be, I mean, playoff hockey in person. It, it really is a, a great experience. Yeah, and, and here in South Florida, the Florida Panthers haven't won a playoff series in 20 years. And uh, they were on the verge of their first playoff win uh, the other night against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay came back to tie it and take the lead. I think they'll have a new goaltender tonight, potentially. But um the uh, the the way the where the Panthers play from me is like a straight shot west about forty minutes. People think that the Florida Panthers are Miami's team. It is Broward County's team. It's not really Miami, but people's like I, that. That's the one thing Davis that always kind of got to me 
is when when LeBron James had his uh, his decision. You remember that his decision, and he said, "I'm going to take my talents to South." I'm sure you remember that. Everybody remembers that line. Ever since then, everyone thinks that any time a free agent signs with any team from South Florida, they are taking their talents to South Beach when they really have no clue that the only place, the only arena that's even close to South Beach is where the Miami Heat plays. It is about 10 minutes from there. But beyond that, nothing is close to South Beach. I wish people would understand this, but that will never change. Well, you know, it's it's true that Americans relative to, you know, people that live in Europe, people that live in Africa and people that live in Asia just have a horrible conception of geography because, well, I think part of it is because our country is so big. Part of it is obviously the fault of our educational system. But like just the, the ways in which, you know, uh, journalism is done, you just are you're never forced to learn that many particularities about geography of around the world in the States, I suppose. So it's not surprising to me that people have latched on to that one thing, which is everyone remembers I'm taking my talents to South Beach. They associate obviously that with sports and then they just assume like I like for example, everyone also probably assumes that Jacksonville is very close to you, but isn't isn't Jacksonville like literally like six hours from you, like a whole trek across the state? But people assume, you know, the, the Jaguars and the Dolphins are like across the street rivals. Yeah, you should tell Joe Pizapia that. I used to make fun of him. He, Joe Pizapia used to, we used to say, Well, in your neck of the woods in Florida, and then I made the joke uh, on on the air. And uh, our leader, Mike Cardano, caught wind of it, where I said that Jacksonville is more in Georgia than it is in Florida, which is true. And and the same could be said almost for Tampa Bay. Like, I am nowhere near Tampa Bay. Like, Florida is a very, very big state. So, yes, Davis, in, in terms of geography, you are 100% correct. And the best also, when it comes to South Florida, you'll have, for example, Davis, like a random college football game being played between the Miami Hurricanes and, I don't know, pick someone. Louisville? I don't care. Wake Forest. Doesn't matter. And then what they're doing before the game is they're showing you those, like, street shots of South Beach, of Ocean Drive. And it's like, it's nowhere near where the state. Like, you live, like, literally no one that is coming to see their college team play in South Florida or pro team, none of them are staying on South Beach. It'd be ridiculous. You have to travel too far to go see it. But yet, that's what we associate it with. It's always, you know, bothered me a little bit. And by the way, LeBron James just made it worse. LeBron James just basically said, oh, we are South Beach. And that, and that is basically it. So you're right, though, Davis. No education as far as geography. I took geography in school. I don't know what happened. All right, coming up next. You know, here's the, Cincinnati, Cleveland, right? Yes, they're in Ohio, but they're not like 10 minutes away from each other. So we'll talk about the Bengals. Next, from a best ball perspective, stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back as we continue our sequence of looking at different teams from a fantasy football perspective in this month of May. It is best ball season, which essentially means you draft a team now and then you set it and forget it and hope you make some money at the end of the football season. Now, before we get to the Bengals, I do have to ask you a quick question, Davis, because I saw Pro Football Talk post this today, and I don't know why this slipped by me completely. But it's probably more important of the conversation of even fantasy football and even the Bengals as it is to the playoffs. The NFL, uh, unbeknownst to me, I don't know how I didn't pick up on it. Maybe you did on one of your podcasts, have decided to have bye weeks on week 14 of the NFL season. So, I mean, Davis, have you considered that? Like, have you considered what that's going to mean? I mean, essentially, you have two choices, don't you? Either you draft players who aren't going to play for you in the first round, or you go to week seven, uh, 18 or 17, whatever it is. Like, what what is the plan here with that? Yeah, I'm sure it's just going to be weeks 15, 16, and 17 being the playoffs okay. now. You, you push the playoffs back a week, and, you know, week 18 remains – you know, not not used for fantasy football championships. Obviously, we'll still have DFS on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but I would imagine, you know, these these best ball championships, uh, the FFPC main event, all these other high stakes fantasy leagues. I, I would imagine that uh, you know the they're just going to end in week seventeen. You just you just push it back a week, though. Uh, it it does feel like maybe they should have not made bye weeks in week 14 just to just to leave uh that possibility for the legacy fantasy leagues i i don't know i i'm also not really a fan of this extra added game it's just causing me to rework too much of my of my process i i'm sure it'll be fine but it's it is it's it's just annoying me a little bit early on yeah i I mean look there's no doubt that some people are not going to have a player on their team play when they need them to get into the playoffs i mean that's that's definitely gonna happen for someone this year and Philadelphia is on that list too. So consider that with Jalen Hurts. All right, let's let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals here in 2021. Now, I would guess that this is going to be the best Bengals offense we've seen in a long time. I mean, at least on paper, it's got to be. Davis Burrow will be healthy for a full season. I'm assuming Joe Mixon will be healthy for a full season. I can't say that I know that for sure, but I would guess that, that they just kind of didn't play him at the end of the year, knowing that it didn't matter. And then they drafted Jamar Chase. So... This is really shaping up like a pretty high-powered offense. Do you do you trust their coaching staff? Like, do you trust that that this is the correct direction? Because I don't think their head coach has another year of four and well, thirteen in them this year. I think if they bomb this year, they're going to have some changes. Yeah, I was not big on this hire to begin with. The Zach Taylor hire for Cincinnati was a big 
uh, cocoon moment, as we call it, uh, in my corner of Twitter. Basically, the NFL loves nothing more than to hire their friends or hire guys who are coaches uh, with their friends. And Zach Taylor got his job both because he was on the coaching staff under Sean McVay, but also he has... I don't remember if it's through marriage or if it's just a straight familial relation, but he is related to the ownership of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so you you can kind of explain how you end up getting the hiring and firing set there. Uh, so so I, I'm actually not a big Zach Taylor guy. I don't think he's shown me a ton early on to make me inspired, but they are doing the right thing with Joe Burrow. They draft T. Higgins. They draft Jamar Chase. They retain the services of Tyler Boyd. I think you obviously want to provide your young quarterback with as many weapons as possible. You know, you don't want your young, you don't want your quarterback in the Sam Darnold scenario. That's that's the absolute nightmare in the NFL right now is you don't want to get to the end of your quarterback's rookie contract and not have an idea of how good they are. Um so I, I, I clearly think that the Bengals are doing the right thing there. Uh, for fantasy purposes, Burrow, you know, was good when he was active last year. They threw a mm-hmm. ton. Burrow also ran a little bit, which we know is massive for fantasy at this point. You know, just adding uh, two or three points a game with your legs over the course of the season is absolutely massive. So Burrow has that going for him. I am still worried about the offensive line. You know, they they have made changes but they don't. They draft Chase instead of Sewell with that number five overall pick, which I probably would have done. But I, I certainly think that Joe Burrow wishes he had you know some better options at left tackle than what they have on the roster. But I overall I am encouraged and interested in this Bengals offense, which means that I I like Joe Burrow where he's going in fantasy drafts right now. Well, look, he he has the offensive weapons with him, and from a running back perspective, Joe Mixon signed a massive contract uh, to stay in Cincinnati, Davis, but that did not work out at all uh, and, and basically was a huge fantasy bust last year. Some people thought he'd end up being grading out as a first-round value. He did not grade out as a 10th-round value. He didn't play uh, and, and, and really has no competition behind him, more or less. I mean, Trayvon Williams is okay, I guess, and they have Evans, but like it is all Joe Mixon here, and the one name that we're missing from that list, of course, for the first time in a decade – is Giovanni Bernard. He's not there. So a different handcuff at the very least for Mixon if you choose to go that route. Yes. Uh, So I actually think the way that this plays out is this should be the best year of Joe Mixon's career. No Giovanni Bernard. And, And more importantly, doesn't look like there's a running back on the roster who can cut out the passing down snaps, which is what Joe Mixon has lost out on. You know, Joe Mixon in his career, uh, now granted he has not played in a ton of games because he's been injured every year of his career, but really has not been involved as um, a pass catcher. Mixon is entering into his fifth season in the NFL. He has never topped 55 targets, has 129 receptions in 50 games. Um, now, now Mixon was solid in 2018 and 2019, but he's never, you know, kind of blown us away, largely because of the presence of Giovanni Bernard. You know, Bernard would would siphon off enough touches to keep him from being, you know, like a, a true stud fantasy running back. And I think with the removal of Giovanni Bernard and no clear replacement, you know, Travion Williams, uh, Chris Evans, they have Puka Williams from Kansas. They signed as an undrafted free agent as well. Uh, it just doesn't seem like there's someone there who is destined to take those those passing downs away. So I think that 
Mixon actually going right now kind of in the, the latter end of the second round looks like a pretty clear fantasy football value. Like, for example, I, I could see him outproducing someone like Ezekiel Elliott, which I, I never would have said that last season because I think, I think Mixon could catch 60 passes this year. Yeah, and, and look, that's going to be the key is the volume with him and keeping Burrow healthy for sure for all of this. That will also predicate how the wide receivers do when you talk about a changing of the guard, not just Giovanni Bernard, but also A.J. Green is gone. Not that he had a big impact last season, but that was a player for many years that was the number one wide receiver on the team that has now changed. T. Higgins, as you mentioned, very good as a rookie. Looks like he can even take a bigger step this year, and then you put Jamar Chase in that lineup. I don't really care about the other two, Tyler Board and Tate. I mean, Boyd had his chance over the last couple of years. He's been okay, but he didn't take that Ridley step. I don't think he's that guy. So for me, it's those two first wide receivers. And to me, Davis, at the end of the season, if Burrow plays a full year, I mean, you, you could be looking at monster numbers for those two guys, uh, Chase and, and Higgins, for me at least. Yes, you are You are 100% correct. Higgins and Chase are both going in the first five rounds of fantasy drafts right now. And honestly, uh, the ADP depends on which site you're drafting on. Different sites have different spots where Higgins and Chase are going. Both of them, honestly, to me, look like great values because I expect the Bengals to be a super pass-heavy team. And I think there's some left on the plate for Boyd as well. All right, and then over at tight end, I, I, I think that um, Eifert, their longtime tight end, I think he left last year, but but I, I, think, <laughs> I think he was there forever. Uh, I, look, they don't have a tight end. Uh, C.J. Uzuma, uh, Sample, I know. I remember last year, Davis, some people were saying Sample could be something, but I don't know. That doesn't seem like a possibility, does it? Yeah, they spent a third-round pick on Sample. Uzuma tore his ACL week one last year, and Sample did nothing. They don't have a tight end. They're going to play a bunch of wide receivers. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll focus from football over back baseball. We'll go through team home run leaders in Major League Baseball for 2021, what it could mean for fantasy. Coming up next right here on Sports Grid. Make sure you stay on the grid. Davis and I will be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Well, last year, when we got to this point in terms of games played or the Major League Baseball season, would you believe that 80% of the season was over at this point last year? Uh, we, Davis, today, we are at the 25% mark. So one quarter of the Major League Baseball season is in the books. I feel like we've learned a little bit. I think we've seen the pitching. I think we understand that that's what this season is going to be about. Lots of strikeouts, lots of movement on the ball. When the ball makes contact, it goes deep. When it doesn't, you're sitting through a boring baseball game. I think that's definitely true. Uh, home runs are, are down from where they were a couple of years ago, even from last year in terms of pace. Davis, before we get to these home runs, we're going to do this in a quick, what, what has been your takeaway 25% in? I, I know Otani is at the top. If I said anything else besides Otani, what would be your takeaway? Clearly he should be the number one takeaway of the season, but beyond that. I think my biggest takeaway is that, you know, these MLB efforts to change the game have made it worse. I mean, that like my largest, my largest takeaway is that what Major League Baseball did to the ball, this is worse. I, I mean, honestly, if you were going to ask the, the, a random fan off the street, they would prefer what happened in 2019. They want, you know, 50 home runs from everybody, Suarez knocking them out, Soler hitting 48 home runs. They, they would prefer that. Um, like, I just, I don't think people are really that into pitchers duels given, given our, uh, our attention spans. I don't, I don't know if, you know, nine strikeouts, no walks from Kyle Gibson is what the folks are, are into. The other big takeaway for me is that the disruption period of spring training, quitting spring training, summer training, 60 game season playoffs back to it this year. It just got guys off of their rhythm, the natural rhythm that their bodies have been in probably since they were 10 years old in terms of when they need to start getting in baseball shape. And then, you know, then you can relax and you can take your you can take your your winners off or whatever. It's, it's clearly causing loads of injuries. Right. I mean, just clearly we are dealing with a, a preposterous amount of both um, soft tissue injuries. And then when you you compound that guys are probably sometimes trying to play through these soft tissue injuries and then giving themselves worse injuries. But it feels like everyone's been on the IL for at least one stint at some point this season. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly the same way that I feel about it. And and I agree with you in terms of pitcher's duels. Um, the only thing that I would say is that uh, it, when you're in attendance at a pitcher's duel, Davis, and you're out of the park within two and a half, three hours, it's a pretty good feeling like to only sit through a game for that long. Uh, but the issue is, is that within those three to one games and four to one games, when you look at the box score and you see nine strikeouts on one side, 12 on the other, and the way that those four runs were scored, three solo home runs, I mean, that's just not enough action for somebody to attend a major league baseball game. So you're right. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is again. Nonetheless, here are our uh, 25% look at home runs for teams in 2021. Atlanta leads the way with 60. That should not be a surprise to anyone because of the two guys they have in the middle of the lineup. And and honestly, you could say three, although it hasn't been a great start for Freddie Freeman. They have Acuna and they have Ozuna and Freddie Freeman, those three. The Cincinnati Reds may be a little bit of a surprise at 56. They are second. The Yankees, 56, are tied as well. Clearly the biggest surprise here is the Giants having 56 home runs. Nobody could have predicted that. And the Jays, Davis and I have been talking about this for a while. This is not a huge surprise. 
I don't know what's going to happen in Buffalo now, but Dunedin played as well as any American League park in the big leagues outside of New York. They, they end up having the most home runs without George Springer uh, outside of the Atlanta Braves in uh, in Major League Baseball. So uh, I do want to focus on the Reds, Davis, but do you, do you share that same opinion? Giants is shocking and nothing else is really surprising. Maybe Cincy a little bit surprising. Well, the Reds are both surprising and not when you remember that 25% of a Major League Baseball season it's still really not that much of a sample. That's just the way the baseball works. It's crazy. But, you know, you got to factor in the Reds playing that super home run friendly ballpark, right? Great American ballpark. Basically, uh, it is actually for right-handed batters, the most favorable home run ballpark of all ballparks due to the dimensions and, you know, the, the sea level they play out and everything. But then also... They had a four-game road trip to Coors, right? Four-game road trip to Coors combined with playing a great American ballpark that this early in the season, you know, now is when it all comes out in the wash and every team has had their chance to go to play in Coors. And they're, you know, for the American League, it's when the left-handers get their, you know, their eight games that they play in Yankee Stadium or whatever, that always ends up helping things out. But yeah, and, and also... A bunch of those home runs, the Tyler Naquin ones, five of them happened in two weeks at the beginning of the season. Tyler Naquin might hit 15 home runs for the course of the season. Five of them happened in two weeks, so we're all bunched up here at the beginning, making us, you know, feels like, well, Tyler Naquin is is just bombing the ball, right? And yeah, it just it I, I think that this exercise is really just a great example of how sample sizes in baseball are never as as large as we think. You know, it's just it's such a it's such an interesting game that way. Yeah, and Naquin is, is definitely a good name to bring up. In fact, he had a home run yesterday, and the Reds uh, are having some great season offensively, no doubt about it. Castellanos has gotten off to a fantastic start. Uh, Naquin uh, now has nine. Eugenio Suarez seems like he's coming alive a little bit. Jesse Winker has seven. Of course, Votto is out, but the Reds do have an MLB best 35 home runs at home. That's the most in the major leagues in 2021. One of the reasons why, of course, even though they lost last night's game is Eugenio Suarez, who Davis mentioned a couple of years ago, looked like a perennial 40-50 home run guy, had a shoulder injury, has been a little slow out of the gate this year. But Suarez yesterday said that he's starting to feel uh, the old days of when he used to hit 40-50 home runs. I feel better. You know, I, 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 I've been doing my, my job. I, I've been trying to, I mean, not try, doing my best and, and, and see what happened. And, you know, I, I, you see, I have good days in, in Colorado, and today I hit it two hicks, and, you know, that makes me feel better. And just keep doing what I'm doing and believe in myself and believe in what I can do. it, And that's what I've been doing. Suarez was one of those guys, Davis, that before we got shut down last year and before he had that injury, there were some really good FanDuel props for him to win the home run title, and I was chasing those uh, in 2020. And then the season got banged out there, and, it, and then he got hurt, and it just didn't matter anymore. But it's like we're at the point now where I think that you know every season in fantasy, Davis, there's going to be someone on the Reds that if they get the playing time, is going to help you in fantasy. And I just need to, when we're doing the show in March next year, I need to be reminded of who is the next Derek Dietrich, who is the next uh, Aristides Aquino. And this year it's Naquin. And and maybe, Davis, as you mentioned with the sample, maybe in the second half, someone else too. They just have these guys that go on these crazy runs. May Suarez is a product of that. I mean, he wasn't fantastic in Detroit. He was really good in Cincinnati. 
this just basically may be the best hitting ballpark in the National League. It's not named Coors. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I think you could argue maybe it's even a little bit better than Coors because uh, the Reds have good players, right? The Rockies don't have any good players. I mean, we, we spent time on this show talking about Josh Fuentes, Jonathan Daza, Garrett Hampson, Brendan Rodgers. I mean, these guys cannot hit a lick. McMahon, McMahon can hit. McMahon is one guy we talked about a ton in the preseason who can't hit, but a bunch of these guys can't hit. I, I got a name for you, Craig, a guy who could potentially be a random home run guy, 31-year-old backup first baseman, Kyle Farmer, is now playing, is, is manning first base for the Cincinnati Reds. Now, I don't think Kyle Farmer is any good career 286 weighted on base average none of the projection systems like him all that much all or you know the the reds right now um are are not uh they're not dead in the standings or or anything like that you know they're they're about a 500 team they're three games back of the cardinals what if they trade for a first baseman they say look Votto, hand injury old guy first baseman what if they what if they make a trade what if they trade for Ryan Ryan Mountcastle. I mean, I just completely pulled the name out of a hat there. I mean, what if they what if they trade for Mike Ford, right, from from the Yankees? What if they make some sort of move to get a first baseman who can actually hit because they they need one, right? I mean, Kyle Farmer is is 31 years right. old, has never hit double digit home runs. He's he's just a total nobody. The, the Reds should be in the market, I think, for trading for a first baseman at this point. Yeah, another name also from the past, a, a couple of years ago, Davis, it goes back probably three years or two years, was Scooter Jeanette. He had three home runs in one game. I don't know if you recall him, but with Cincinnati, played uh, second base. It, it just is a very fruitful place to get your career going. Uh, it would be an interesting study to see how many of those players on one-year or two-year deals end up going on and, and doing things in uh, in other places because that just definitely uh, has not happened. Uh, Davis, by the way, I wanted to give you a quick update here, MLB The Show. Uh, my son is now playing this, and it's it's going very well. He's doing much better, but the the upgrading has gotten out of hand. Like he's just never satisfied with his team. Is that, is that is that something that's okay? Should I feel okay about that? That every day he's looking to upgrade. Is that what you do on the Diamond Dynasty? Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, literally, the whole point of the game is to you are re- you are rewarded with time put into the game with with better rewards right you get your in-game currency you spend them on better players i mean maybe you should be a little bit worried if you want your kid to be like reading books or developing social skills or whatever but he is he is playing the game the way that it's meant to be played and uh i mean maybe he ends up like me being 28 and having uh uh his uh his lady friend wishing he didn't spend so much time playing video games yeah we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there i will say this he had a very big hit last night uh, in, in the Little League game. First at bat, rocks one to left field, all around the bases, gets gets right to home plate. The catcher is blocking home plate. He can't get to it and had to like sneak around to touch home plate on one of those Little League home runs and missed it and, and got tagged out. Got the triple, but missed the home run. Should have been on the Reds. Be right back.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This year, uh, this time last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think, Davis, we are about at the one-year mark of The Last Dance, which featured the career of Michael Jordan and his run with the Chicago Bulls. I, I feel like we're like one, like almost exactly one year. It was very very close, I feel like, which was which was phenomenal. It was fun. It was, again, done in the, in the lens of Jordan. I, I get that. But off the success of that, we're hearing all kinds of new projects for different athletes. And the latest one today is from ESPN saying that they're doing a six-part documentary on former Yankee shortstop and Hall of Famer who will be inducted in Cooperstown in July, Derek Jeter. So, uh, look, I I know that Jeter had a wonderful career, uh, 3,000 hits, one of the best to ever do it for sure at his position. Uh, But, like, six hours, Davis – for for Michael Jordan felt right. I I I'm very curious how they're going to make six hours out of this with uh, with Derek Jeter. Maybe I will get a phone call here to do like five minutes of it and contribute to the uh, to the piece. Well, I was thinking, is Derek Jeter interesting? I don't remember Derek Jeter ever saying anything all that interesting. Like I think the most interesting thing I ever heard about Derek Jeter was the gift baskets thing that he would, you know, bring all these famous celebrities and models, you know, back to his uh, amazing New York uh, townhouse. And then in in the morning they would, he'd, you know, get up to go work out or do his, his Yankee stuff and he'd leave them with a gift basket. But like, I, I don't remember Jeter ever saying anything, you know, all that, uh, all that amazing. And, and also if I remember correctly, Jeter was also not like uh, a very unlike Michael Jordan. He was not this amazing, amazing hitter. Like he was a fine hitter, uh, you know, a, a mm-hmm. 300 hitter, but never, never hit 30 home runs. You know, I, I guess he stole a bunch of bases back when guys still mm-hmm. did that. I mean, you would know so much more about Jeter than I would, but Jeter's value kind of was in, the longevity and very similar to Cal Ripken. He, he basically played every single day and, and kind of was the, you know, first, first to show up to practice last to leave guy. But I mean, what, like this guy was never Barry Bonds at the plate, basically. 
Yeah, I mean, I think those things are fair. Um, I mean, Derek Jeter was not the best player in his sport of all time, like Michael Jordan was. And I think that that's why, right. for me, it's interesting that you can accomplish six hours on the best player of all time. Derek Jeter is among the best players of all time, but I don't think anybody would say he was the best Major League Baseball player of all time. And some of the other things that you're saying are 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 pretty accurate. Uh, I would say that I am fortunate to have a relationship with Derek Jeter and to know him personally and for him to know me. I would tell you that he his uh, his personality off camera is much better than it is on camera. He's just always been very guarded in terms of what he says on camera. I've had conversations with him off camera that look nothing like they should be on camera. Very uh, easy to talk to, very likable. But uh, six hours does feel long. And so I'm guessing there's going to be more to this than just baseball stuff. So we'll just have to see. But I definitely am interested in participating. I definitely could share some some interesting stuff for him, from him as the CEO of the Marlins. I did not know him personally until he took over as CEO of Marlins. But uh, definitely, I'm, I'm going to be watching for sure. I mean, it's just it's, it's part of my daily life too. So compelling for me. I don't know how compelling it'll be for others. We'll see what kind of job they do on it. Last Dance was done very well, obviously. Brett Levy, big Derek Jeter fan, grew up a huge Yankee fan, always wanted to play shortstop for the Yankees. He's got fantasy reality for today, Brett. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if they'll let Davis fly into uh, LaGuardia or JFK after bashing Derek Jeter like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, first fantasy or reality of the day, we're going down to Florida, right down the street from Craig in Jacksonville. Uh, Urban Meyer was hired as the Jaguars head coach this offseason. He's done some interesting things. He's brought in his best friend, Tim Tebow, his quarterback from college, two national championships. He drafted Travis Etienne in the first round and then mentioned he may be moving him to wide receiver. Uh, so, Davis, we got to ask the question, and we'll start with you. Urban Meyer will last one recruiting cycle, or in NFL terms, four years in Jacksonville. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, Brett, I'm feeling super bullish, or super bearish, rather, on, on Urban Meyer. So the first thing that uh, that led me to believe that that maybe he's not long for the NFL is, remember, he hired the the strength and conditioning coach, who then it, it seemed very apparent that he had this long history of super non-PC public comments on the record, and then they hired him, and then the day after they fired him, then they draft Travis Etienne with uh, the number 25 pick. Then after the draft, he says, well, I really wanted Kadarius Toney, who Dave Gettleman selected with the 20th overall pick, and who you know people in the analytics community were, were not a big fan of that pick. Then he signs his old friend Tim Tebow to play tight end. He hires Daryl Bevel as an offensive coordinator, who we know as the guy who kept the handcuffs on Russell Wilson in Seattle for a bunch of seasons. I mean, basically, thus far, Urban Meyer has given me nothing to believe that he is ready to coach football in 2021. Maybe he's really ready to coach football in 2008. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer was visionary in 2008. Those Utah teams, uh, his his original, uh, you know, Florida teams, they were great. They were on the cutting edge. They were doing things that had not been done. But I, I feel like it's very hard to teach uh, old dogs new tricks when it comes to to football. Um, and I, I'm, I'm feeling bearish on this. So I'm going to say 
it is a fantasy. He's not going to last one recruiting cycle in, in Jacksonville, Craig. Yeah, I thought you were going to say one year. I may, I may actually agree with that. Um, so, so I've seen this, this movie before. Uh, I don't know if either of you recall this. This is going to go back a while here. But another coach that coached at the University of Florida, his name was Steve Spurrier, ended up taking a job with the Washington, at the time, Redskins. And it, it, Davis, it smelled the same way. A lot of this, and, and not, not hiring somebody and firing them, not that, but just a lot of this is the way I'm going to do it, big payday, uh, preseason Davis, all the old Gator players who couldn't play in the NFL. The, first of all, this is a fantasy. Uh, he is not going to last four years there. He may not last two. This is going to be quick, I, I think, for Urban Meyer. A huge cash grab, Davis. I mean, huge cash mm-hmm. grab. Nothing else, nothing more. Nick Saban was actually okay as Dolphins head coach. Why did he go? A cash grab. That's all what, That's all they're looking for here. But here is my advice. Remember that I said this. And, and look, I could be wrong. The Jaguars are going to smash in preseason. They are going to come out and make everybody believe that this is a great move. Or Tim Tebow is going to score touchdowns in the preseason. They are going to be throwing the ball around, running like crazy, making the, the fan base buy tickets in the preseason. Jaguars may not lose a game in the preseason and we'll cover them all because they're going to play super hard. And that's exactly what Washington did. They went 4-0 in the preseason under Steve Spurrier and covered every single spread. And they lost like seven of the first eight games. Anyway, fantasy for me on this one. I'm with you here. Uh, I'm a big fan of Urban Meyer from his days of Florida. I am a Gator, but I, I've seen the story before. I already know how it ends. Just like David said, that's the way it's going to end here too. All right. Well, we're going to go to the racetrack for our next one. Bob Baffert, the legendary trainer uh, who, you know, had some trouble at the Kentucky Derby, has gotten suspended from Churchill Downs. Well, now the Belmont Stakes and Belmont's racetrack are not letting him race here either. So that's two triple crown tracks uh, have banned Bob Baffert. He did get his horses into Pimlico for the Preakness, but there's still some uncertainty if they're going to let him compete in the future. Craig, we'll start with you for this one. This is the last we've seen of trainer Bob Baffert. Is this a fantasy or reality? If, if I'm not mistaken, I think that there was another trainer at one point, Dwayne Lucas, who was very popular. He was out of the game for a bit as well. Um, what, the, what this is, go- so first of all, we've seen the last of Bob Baffert. This is a fantasy. He will be around, and in a few years, he'll have winning horses in the Triple Crown again. What this is going to do, it's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt him. He will not be as good as someone else. Him being the best ever at doing what he has done is gone. But we have not seen the last of him. Every once in a while, he'll have a horse that wins something. But inevitably, there's going to be people that are going to want to use him because of all the championships that he's won with these horses. So it'll be a slap on the wrist. You may not hear much from him for a year, maybe two. But he's not going away. He'll have horses that win. It just won't be as many. And he's no longer, he will never be the top guy again. Yeah, he'll he'll clearly never be the top guy again. I mean, we have seen that the American public is willing to forgive most things. But isn't the most bizarre thing ever that we just, we don't forgive steroid use ever. That we just don't do it, Brett. 
Yeah, it's 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 sort of true. So yeah, fantasy for both of us there, Brett. What's the last one? All right, the last one. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but uh, there was some talk out in England that uh, planes are going to start weighing passengers due to weight concerns on the airlines. So we got to ask, and Craig, I know you travel a lot for baseball, so maybe we'll start with you. You won't fly if they weigh you to get on a plane. Is this a fantasy or reality? For the fun of the show, I wanted to say reality and find some reason to come up with to go against the the norm here. But I could care less. You can weigh me. No problem. I have no issues. I'm not overweight. I'm in decent shape for somebody my age, I guess. So I'm good with it. And if it's for safety reasons, I'm fine with it even more. So reality, uh, fantasy for me. Fantasy. I will fly on a plane with a scale, without a scale. I don't care. I'm good. Davis? Yeah. I mean, right now I am, uh, I'm in a great workout routine, getting like, uh, getting like eight, nine hours of, of cardio and lifting in a week. Um, I, I'm fully vaccinated now. So I am, uh, I've just, I made the decision once I got fully vaccinated, I was going to start going back to the gym. So no more, uh, you know, no more uh, resistance bands and kettlebells in my basement. I got I got the stairmaster. I got uh, you know big heavy weights at the gym. I'm feeling I'm feeling great. So yeah, weigh me, please, please weigh me, Southwest. Let me I because you know Craig, I, I've also been having the same thought. I've been racking up Southwest points. I, I got you know I have the airline miles credit card. I can fly anywhere. I got I have I feel like I have unlimited miles to spend at this point. So go ahead, go ahead and weigh me Southwest. I'm I'm coming for you. Yeah, you know, Brett, you actually should have done uh, Fantasy Reality, you'll fly Southwest again. See, then we could have differed here. I think Davis would be a yes and I would be a no on, on that one. So yeah, I, I'm more of a JetBlue, one of those mainstream types. But yes, I, I get what you're saying. I don't, Brett, where did you where did you come up with this one, Brett? This why Why would anybody be concerned about getting weighed? I saw this this morning and I thought there must be something to it. Yeah, people were upset yesterday on the internet, Craig. They were not happy about getting weighed to go on the airlines. I mean, it, it, I, I, do we see pictures of these people? With all due respect, that probably has something to do with the with the issue there. For me, I mean, for anybody who feels decent, I, I would. I don't know. I don't feel like it's an intrusion. It's got to be for safety, right? So, mix in a salad. That's my answer. We'll be back with our fantasy <laughs> sports today, right here on Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Today, we got the Sports Grid 60 to end the show. Also, one quick note from baseball, Luke Weaver of the Diamondbacks looks like he's going on the 10-day injured list. They recalled Corbin Martin from AAA, a pitcher I'm a very big fan of in the Zach Renke trade. So circle his name. We'll see how he does this week. Davis, what do you got for the Sports Grid 60 today? So just a, a very weird occurrence. I, I, I play a lot of soccer fantasy on, uh, on FanDuel. And over the last uh, 72 hours, we got two very weird things. A goalie scored a goal on Saturday. One of the weirdest things you'll ever see. It totally obviously flips uh, you know, the fantasy standings on their head when you get you know, 20 extra points from a goalie. But then just today, as you and I were on the show, a different goalie in a different game during the, the FanDuel slate recorded an assist. So now I just got to thinking this would be like if in fantasy baseball, you got Shohei Otani's hitting points and his pitching points on FanDuel, which uh, they have not figured it out. That's it's not a thing. You don't get Otani's hitting and pitching points. But I just, I just realized that that kind of two-way scoring, uh, it doesn't really exist with any other position on FanDuel and fantasy sports other than with goalies, and it just, it just kind of got me uh, thinking out loud about one of those weird little wrinkles in our weird little world. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely can picture that happening, too, in soccer, and then thinking to myself, yeah, you should get fantasy points for that, but I guess not. Well, look, we're all holding our breath for this one tonight. Mike Trout, please don't let this be a long injury for the best player in baseball. We're seeing everyone go down with injuries this season the first and second round of fantasy baseball has been an absolute disaster. Uh, Trout is great for the game. He's great for the Angels. And he's great for us in fantasy, both from a season-long and DFS perspective. This would really be the nail in the hammer uh, or the nail in the coffin, as they say, whatever, for injuries in 2021. Can't have it. Trout cannot go on the injured list. I'm willing this away later today. Thanks again to our friends at LTN for Brett, Danny, and Ryan getting our show and producing it today. For Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.